0: If you're somebody who needs to use social media to move product, to build a team, to grow your business, you've got to use stories. It just doesn't happen in your feed posts. It's all about stories. But so many people have no idea what to post the stories or they just run out of ideas or they feel like there's just nothing interesting going on. So why should I post the stories? I get it. And sometimes you just need some inspo. So I'm going to give you some for free. I'm going to give you 50 story ideas. These are simple things you can use right now on your Instagram stories or even on your TikTok stories. You don't always have to go on camera. These are things that you can post to your stories that keep people engaged, that serve your audience, that build your audience, and you can grab them right now for free. Just go to instaclubhub.com forward slash story. Again, that's instaclubhub.com forward slash story. And as always, that link is also in our show notes. This is a tricky one. You're in charge of your kids' health, right? Like you want them to be healthy mentally and physically. You're in charge of protecting them. You're in charge of their well-being. And for most of us, it's not just an obligation. It's something we truly desire. Like you love your kids so much. And if you don't have children, I'd like to hope, and I'm sure you would like to hope, that your parents really wanted the best for you too. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to mess up. So in this episode today, we're going to talk about the things that we can do that are helpful Because, yeah, childhood obesity is, it's a real problem. And it's not just impacting their physical health. It has a major impact on their mental health. And it can be something that your child might struggle with for the rest of their lives. So like, what's the right thing to do? We're going to unpack some of that today here on The Shaleen Show. So thanks for being here. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but Apple recently updated the way podcasts work, especially if you listen to them on the podcast app. So things have changed. If you have formally subscribed to this show, your settings now default so the shows don't automatically download. And if for some reason like you go on a vacation or... Suddenly you notice that the episodes are not downloading to your phone and you're like, I don't get it. Like I used to get the podcast notifications and they just used to automatically download to my phone and now they don't. So the settings have changed right now. If you're listening, using the podcast app, click on the show art and you'll see that there's three little dots in the very bottom right hand corner. Okay. Click on those three dots and the one, two, three, four, five, fifth line down. It says go to show. All right, click on go to show. And then when you go to show, it will show a little check mark in the upper right-hand corner. You need to make sure that that is checked. Okay. And if it's checked, it will automatically turn on downloads for you. And that's what you want. Because if you don't have that automatically turned on, and for some reason, even if you have them automatically downloading, but then you go, I don't know, a couple of episodes or a couple of weeks, I don't know how long it takes. But for some reason, for many of you, it then unsubscribes you or you unfollow the show, it's like a a setting or something, and then the podcast stopped downloading. So if you could do me a quick favor and just do that real quick, just Tap on those little three dots, then click go to show, then click follow and make sure that you are following and make sure that the episodes are being automatically downloaded. That would be great. It doesn't cost you anything, it's free. And I just very much appreciate you double checking that. All right, so let's talk about this. Wow, is this a tricky subject. So today on Instagram, as I do usually, I hope you're following me on stories so that you can be a part of these surveys. I asked my audience of 750,000 followers, hey, if you struggled with your weight as a kid. And I did not preface whether it was being underweight or overweight because both of those things can create a lot of problems for kids. Kids just wanna be normal. Kids just wanna be like everybody else. They don't want to feel like there's something wrong with them or that they need to fix something. So this can go both ways. I did an episode many years ago where I talked about how really thin children felt, or kids who were quote unquote underweight, what it was like for them growing up. And boy, oh boy, people did not have a lot of empathy. And that's a problem because it's just not fair, right? I mean, whether you're considered overweight or underweight, it just meant that you weren't normal. And all kids want to feel like they are accepted and normal and that they're not broken. So anyways, I asked this question today of my audience and I asked them, okay, so if you struggled with weight, either underweight or overweight, I think most of us can guess, can assume, can predict the things that parents or siblings, aunts, uncles, family members, people of influence over a child might have said that could be damaging. Now, some of these are going to be surprising to you, but I think we know the majority of those. So, I kind of wanted to start this episode off with the things that my audience said, parents, siblings, teachers, coaches, people of influence said or did That were actually helpful because, like, isn't that what you want to know? I think common sense tells us what things are not helpful, although not everyone has common sense when it comes to parenting. Because let's face it, when it comes to weight, that is not something we learn. Pediatricians don't even learn in school how to talk to patients or parents or children or even in front of children. In fact, The guidelines for pediatricians were only just recently revised, like until recently. I think they were changed in 2017. But up until then, it was recommended that doctors, when they're dealing with a child who is dealing with obesity, the guidelines suggested that pediatricians place children on diets and in some cases even suggest weight loss surgery. Okay, so why have those guidelines been changed? I'll tell you why. Because after decades and decades and decades of research, we know that those two things, putting a child on a diet or giving a child some kind of weight loss intervention like a surgery, those two things are incredibly detrimental to children. In fact, nothing is going to be a greater predictor of a lifehood struggle with their weight. In fact, it's almost a predictor of obesity. Putting a child on a diet is like, the worst possible thing you can do for a kid. Like it it just is proven. Like there's no arguing it. It's just it's not my opinion, it's fact. Like look it up. There is a mountain of evidence to suggest that placing a child on a diet does nothing which helps them in the long term. It likely will lead to depression, thoughts of suicide, and a lifelong struggle with body image and their weight. Not picking on the doctors here, but again, like how much can we teach them about psychology and medicine in school, right? So, I mean, there are limitations around this, but we expect our pediatricians, because they're wearing a white coat and they went to school, that they should know how to to talk about these things, what to say. And and frankly, I mean, they just don't. I got a, a message today from a woman who said that she recently took her, her son to the pediatrician, he's eight years old, and he got on the scale to be weighed and, you know, measured for his height. And that the doctor, while this little boy had his shirt off, poked him in the stomach and said, "Oh, we're looking a little bit like the Pillsbury Doughboy. We better do something about that." <sighs> wow, <laughs> I'm speechless. I just pray that because we don't see those, remember the Pillsbury Doughboy commercials? I just pray that those haven't been on TV in quite a while so he didn't connect the dots, that little guy. But he probably did, and that'll stick with him. I mean, that was his doctor. The mom was just horrified. But again, look, I'm not blaming pediatricians. They weren't trained in how to do this either. And parents, we weren't trained. Like, that's how I got on this whole subject. Like, we weren't trained. Did anyone teach you? First of all, did your parents teach you how to talk to your kids about the birds and the bees? No, they didn't teach you that. They role modeled it, right? And then you thought to yourself, like, whether that was a good thing or how they did it was helpful or not helpful or useful or how you wanted to do things better. And your parents probably didn't talk to you about how to talk to your kids about their health, their body image, their weight. No, they they just, they role modeled that. And you witnessed it and some things you thought, well, that was crappy. And even though you thought they were crappy, you find yourself doing some of those same things. Or maybe you realize some of the stuff that they did was really unhelpful. Some of the things they said were like just horrible. And so you said yourself, I'm never going to do that. But you've adopted something else, kind of like what I talked about on Monday's episode. So if you missed Monday's episode, I talked about the concept of the almond mom. And the almond mom, just to recap very quickly, is this mom who is hyper obsessed with physical appearance, thinness, you know, be thin at all costs. Like that's what matters most in terms of your value, in terms of your image, in terms of your, you know, worthiness as a A lot of times it's a mom and a daughter. And obviously this is nothing new. Like your mom's mom and her mom probably experienced this on some level. I'm sure if you talk to your mom or her mom, you'll likely find out, especially if it was prevalent in your family, that it goes way back. So it's not like the whole almond mom thing is a new thing, but it just looks a little different in that the almond mom kind of tries to disguise these conversations as being about the person's health, right? Like, oh, you know, is that the healthy choice? When really their intention isn't like, oh, I want my child to be healthy. It's a thinly veiled attempt to pretend that it's about health. But the mom, typically when we're talking about an almond mom, really wants a thin child And again, as I said on Monday, like, this isn't just a mom thing. Like, this can be a dad thing, a grandpa thing, a grandma thing, siblings, dance coach, cheerleading coach. Like, it can come from all angles. But again, the conversation was about almond moms. And then the other thing that we talked about was what I called the almond light or the almond undercover mom. And that is someone like myself who was like, okay, I know that that's not healthy. Like, to make any comments... To my kids about their body or their body weight. And I knew that it wasn't healthy to label food good or bad. But rather, I just tried to make sure that there were healthy choices and unhealthy choices, if you will, and let them know that they could do whatever they wanted in moderation. I just tried to make sure that they were always active, but I didn't talk about being heavy or being light or being thinner or trying to lose weight or like we just did not talk about physique at all. It was like off the table. And I also made certain that I talked to Brett and to Brock once he was old enough to understand this. Like, okay, especially for girls, because, you know, there was Sierra and then we had a lot of her girlfriends who were in the house. Like, you are never, ever, ever to talk about body. Like, you don't get to comment on their bodies. You just don't. Okay, quick funny story. My daughter is now married. Sierra and Roman Tikhayev recently tied the knot. And they have a little baby, a little baby pug named Johnny. Now, when they ask us to watch Johnny, we've told them, don't call us grandparents because this is not a child, this is a puppy. Brett is like, you are not gonna start calling me grandpa before I'm actually like literally a grandpa, so you can call us foster parents. And while Johnny is quite possibly the cutest pug on the planet, I'm not even joking, follow him. He's Johnny Cash the Pug on Instagram, and he may be the cutest pug on the planet, but he's also a little hellion. To help calm him down, we have been giving him CBD treats from My Soul CBD. So now we've got friggin' everybody on My Soul CBD products. We fight over the sleepy gummies; those are amazing. Of course, my favorite is the honey chamomile. I love using the CBD oil dropper; like I can put a little bit of that in a warm drink. Keeps my voice hydrated. Oh, by the way, the CBD products for pets—they also have CBD oils you can just put right on top of your dog's food. The best thing about CBD, especially the My soul CBD products, is there's no THC. So that means you're not going to get high. You can't overdose on CBD. It's all natural. It's 100% organic. It's grown in the USA. It's gluten-free. It's drug-free. And there's some incredibly promising new research to show that CBD does aid in the reduction of anxiety, stress, pain, it helps to improve sleep, and so much more naturally. And while over-the-counter and sometimes even prescription medications might feel like they're your only answer, why not try an all-natural remedy? Their gummies are delicious. So are the oils. They also have capsules available if you don't want to do the oils or the gummies. And you get 15% off automatically when you go to mysoul.com cbd.com forward slash Chalene. You do not need to enter a code. That'll automatically give you 15% off as a listener of The Shaleen Show. And I encourage you to try, try a variety of their products. You never know how it's going to work for you. Give it a try. MySoulCBD.com forward slash Shaleen. I thought at the time, like, this is me just being super vigilant and as careful as possible, but never really taking into consideration the impact that my own behaviors and my own body image may have had on my kids, which my body image was very, very healthy. And so was my relationship with food and exercise until I got into consumer fitness, right? So once I got into consumer fitness and I was just like totally consumed by diet culture and fitness culture, and it was my job. It was the biggest part of my identity and it was our livelihood for a while and that's when i started to develop a really negative body image for the very first time and it was because of you know very blatant comments that were made to me it's the industry right like you're not going to be on the cover of a fitness dvd in the 2000s if you have extra body fat you're just not and you just weren't i'm sorry like you could disagree with me but Take a look at the people who are crushing it and the producers and the creatives and the people who are in charge of marketing those things. And I'm not talking about one company. I'm talking about all companies. I'm talking about all companies, y'all. So please know that this is not just a beach body thing. This is like, this is an industry wide thing. This was true in the gyms. This was true in the health clubs. This is true of all exercise programs. Like you had to be super lean and ripped and as small as possible. And it wasn't the girl next door. look. It was like, you had to be lean. And you know, I'm just having so many flashbacks of things that were said to me uh, that I'm sure people meant well, kind of like parents, right? Like, so Think about some of the things that were probably said to you where parents or a a caretaker, they may have meant well, but it had a negative impact. And we're not taught how to talk to others about weight. It's just role modeled to us. So some of the conversations inside the pod squad this week were super fascinating after Monday's episode. Like a lot of you were asking a question that I don't know if I have the answer. I'll share my opinion. But a lot of you were like, what do I say? when I know someone's been trying to lose weight and then they lose a lot of the weight. In any other circumstance, when somebody reaches a major milestone or a goal that takes determination, that takes habit change, that takes discipline, you compliment them. But when it comes to complimenting somebody on their weight loss, we also know that can have a really damaging negative impact, right? Like why didn't you compliment the way I looked? Why didn't you say I looked amazing when I was 15 pounds heavier? And what do I say to someone who's lost a lot of weight? But I don't know if they've done it in a way that's healthy. I don't know if they're struggling with their body image. I don't know if they've taken it too far. And there's such a fine line, right? Oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you. I am listening to this amazing, amazing, amazing book. I think it's probably like a number one bestseller. Personally, I would say get the Audible. It is fascinating, fascinating. A lot of trigger warnings. I'll tell you what kind of trigger warnings there are in just a moment. But the book is called I'm Glad My Mom Died. Jeanette McCurdy, you might not recognize that name, but you probably recognize the show iCarly. She was the star of iCarly. She was Sam. And she grew up in Orange County, grew up in what we now discover was a highly dysfunctional, toxic family. But her mother was like your typical stage mom, but her mom taught her anorexia at age 11. I would tell you to be very careful about listening to this book. I mean, there's some sexuality in there too, but I would be very careful not to listen to this book if you struggle with an eating disorder, because there's so much frank discussion about her eating disorder and what she did and how she did it that I think, I don't know, I'm not, A therapist, but I asked one (laughs) today and she agreed with me, that being Dr. Michaela, that if somebody were kind of in their own struggle, this might not be the right book because she does detail so much of what she did. And for some people, that can turn into kind of a a how to guide. You would hope that the negative impact it had on her, like I don't want to give you a spoiler alert, but like it had a detrimental impact on her health insane. Her mental health and her physical health, like it just destroyed her. And you would think that that would be a deterrent. But when people are already kind of in the grips of an eating disorder, you know, again, I just don't think that this is the right book for you. But it is really fascinating. If it's something that you have recovered from, and you would be curious to find out how a mother's obsession with your body and your weight can virtually destroy your own image of yourself, then this is, it's a fascinating book. And it's getting tons of amazing reviews. It's also about fame. I've said many times, especially for children, like fame is a trauma. And I think she writes so well, like it's really funny. So if you want to listen to something very interesting, I hope I've given you enough understanding of where you would want to be sensitive in this book, or who might not want to listen. But it really speaks to how much of an impact our parents' view of their body like our parents' own like hangups their issues, their body issues, their hangups around weight, their traumas around food come to have a an impact on our children so the first thing that you can do <laughs> If you want to help your child, especially if you're someone who your your kids are still young and they're at home, the first thing that you can do is get yourself in therapy because you just don't even realize what hangups you have. You don't, trust me. And even if you're very careful about what you say to your children about food or weight or body image, et cetera, they are still taking most of their cues from you, what you're eating, how you're eating, how you're speaking about yourself and about how you speak about other people's body image. Yeah, like that has a major negative impact on our children too. But I really wanted this episode to be something where you're like, oh, okay, that's a good thing. That's what I should do. Because I think, again, I think most of us have enough common sense to realize those things are not helpful. But what do you do? What do you do? If you're a parent and you have a child who is struggling with their weight, What do you do? Like, they are your responsibility. Do you say nothing? Do you do nothing? Do you pretend nothing's going on? And this can affect those of you who have a child who is losing weight and you're concerned or a child who's gaining weight and you're concerned. Should we say nothing? Listen, listen, you know your girl loves to be a know-it-all. I love to tell you what I think is the best thing to do, but I just want to be really clear. I am not the expert in this area. However, I do have the ability to poll thousands and thousands of people and ask for their honest input. And I think that's pretty powerful. So I wanna share with you, not what like experts in some Ivy Tower are telling you you should and shouldn't do, but I want to ask the people who did struggle as children, what things the people in their lives who cared for them may have done or may have said that were actually helpful. Okay, I have to tell you, These are pretty surprising, and don't shoot the messenger. I'm just going to tell you what they said. Here we go. This person said, I was always heavier than my brothers and sisters and my mother, and no one ever commented on my body. I noticed it, but I didn't feel bad about it because my family commented on my intelligence, how funny I was, how beautiful I was, and everything about my personality. Never my looks, but we didn't talk about anyone's looks. I love that. This person said, in my middle school years, I gained 15 pounds in less than three months. My classmates commented on my weight and even a teacher did, but no one in my family ever did. They just continued to support and love me and never talked about my body image. And because of that, it was easy for me later to just tap back into our healthy lifestyle, which my parents had set as an example, and the weight came off without me ever having to diet or without my body image taking a nosedive. I mean, at least 100 people sent me comments today that said what really helped them is that their parents never, ever commented on their body, their weight, or their food. I had people who responded who said that they were struggling because they were underweight. I have people who said that they were heavier than most of their siblings or heavier than other people in their family, but it never became their identity. And most of these people, I don't know all, but like a lot of them said, You know, it all worked out in the end. Like I have a really positive body image. I don't struggle with constantly dieting. I don't beat myself up. And it had a lot to do with the fact that my parents didn't say anything about my body, my body image or food. Okay, and this one came up a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. Like I can't even tell you how many women said that they had a mother who just made them feel beautiful even when they did gain weight or even if they were heavier than other girls their age age. Their mothers made them feel beautiful. And I can't tell you how many of them said we would go clothes shopping and just pick out clothes that made me feel great. And there was never a conversation about, oh, you're moving up in sizes or this is more flattering on you. It was just, let's go shopping and let's pick out stuff that you like. The next most common positive thing that people said that their parents did was that they just lived by example they ate healthy. They didn't obsess or weigh their foods or count calories or macros. They just ate healthy. They didn't snack a lot. They were very active and that those things became habits for them, not things that they had to do as punishment or things that they had to do that maybe their siblings didn't have to do. In other words, these parents weren't putting their child on an activity plan or putting their child on a special healthy eating regimen. It's just what everybody in the household did. And I mean, let's face it. Our kids are taking their cues from us. So if mom and dad are inactive, if mom and dad spend a lot of time sitting and not going outside, not not being physically active, not walking, not, you know, getting in your steps each day and just just being active, if a lot of your Downtime is spent down, you know, we're role modeling that for our children. If we're binging, if we're restricting, if we're hyper fixated on certain macros or a certain diet, what do you expect your kids to do? Right. But if we have a healthy relationship with food and we have a healthy relationship with our body, then we can have a healthy relationship with food. And then our body isn't a problem. Like, then it's not something we have to fix. If I'm being honest, I thought when I asked this question that some people would say, "Well, my mom helped me, I don't know, get into a medically supervised exercise program for teens or, you know, I thought I would read something, I don't know, something that I hadn't thought of before. I didn't know. I thought maybe somebody out of these thousands and thousands of people that I pulled that someone would say, I'm actually happy that my mother or my father came to me and asked me if I wanted to lose weight. I really did think somebody would say that, you know, like kind of giving the child the option or asking the child if they wanted to, I don't know, get involved in an exercise program. But I'm telling you, no one said that. Not one. Almost exclusively, people said, and these aren't the experts. These are, well, maybe these are the experts. These are the people who live through it, who were overweight or underweight and they knew that they were different from their siblings or they knew that they maybe were different from other people in their family, whatever it was. But but I would summarize most of these responses as just being loving and supportive and being a good role model, leading by example. But I also, I get it if you have a child who, you know, you're looking at the fact that they might be pre-diabetic or you know that their weight is causing them so much bullying and self-loathing, and your heart is breaking for them. You wanna protect them. You wanna help them. You want them to be healthy, and you don't want them to feel this way about themselves. You don't want them to struggle with being overweight, right? So we feel like, oh, we've gotta fix this, and we wanna do it in the best way possible. So here's my recommendation to you. First of all, listen to what these folks said because I think those are the experts, right? I don't think anyone who didn't struggle with their weight, who wants to tell you how to to parent a child who is struggling with their weight, I I don't know how much credibility they have because they haven't been in that child's shoes, right? No offense, but I don't think most pediatricians are schooled in this area unless it's their specialty. My advice to you would be, if, if this is something you know you need to address, I think you need to do it with the help of a therapist. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, you do not want to risk messing this up. I want to read to you a statistic that I hope will motivate you to seek professional help And I don't mean taking your kid there, but like talking to a professional who can help you figure out how to have this dialogue and maybe the dialogue is with a professional. But a recent survey reported that 87% of adults who describe themselves as being controlled by negative thoughts around their body image or their weight report that the root cause, the core belief came from a childhood comment or experience, 87%. Yeah, we're not good at this. But the only thing we know for sure about a child who's struggling with their weight is that if a parent or a caregiver gets it wrong, (laughs) there's an 87% chance that that's gonna be a child who struggles as an adult with their weight. So, I mean, there's gotta be another way. I mean, nobody wants to create issues around food or body image for their children. Nobody wants to shame their child or make their child feel as though their appearance is what gives them value. And no parent wants their child to suffer from health related issues related to being underweight or overweight or just having poor nutrition. And most of the qualified experts who help children to overcome these things without doing further damage agree that you don't focus on weight and you don't even focus on health. You just focus on healthy habits, but they have to be Healthy habits that are being role modeled. Because if it's healthy habits that just one child or just the children are expected to live by, well, then the kids feel like they're being punished, right? So it's about making habit changes that are are permanent. I mean, one of the problems is our kids are so smart that even when we try to disguise things as being like, well, this isn't a healthy option, if it's You just have to be careful because, I mean, our kids, they're so smart. They really do read between the lines. And based on decades and decades of research, one thing that we know is incredibly damaging for kids is putting them on a diet or shaming them about their weight. Even making comments about their body is more likely to lead to depression and addiction than it is to lead to any positive habit change. I wanna take just a moment to remind you how important it is to think on paper. I talk about it all the time. It's so important, especially if you're someone who's easily distracted. You need a notebook with you at all times. This is where you jot down your best ideas. When you think on paper, all of that creativity flows and it, it sends that message out to the universe. It's crazy the things that you can manifest when you put your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams, your intentions on paper. Whether you're looking for a very simple to use, effective day planner or a blank notebook to capture all of your brilliant ideas and brainstorms, the place to go is pushjournal.com. We've got blank notebooks as well as incredibly easy to use day planners. Like this is the day planner I created as someone who has ADHD who needed something super simple. We've got new designs, designs that have more blank pages, or our classic Push Journal with a health tracker, as well as blank notebooks that are so cool. They're so adorable. Like it literally will tell people a little something about your personality when they see you writing in this notebook. Check them all out by going to pushjournal.com. All right, back to the show. All right, I had planned to kind of finish this episode off by reading some of the comments that many people who struggle with their weight today and their body image today and did as a child said that parents thought that they were trying to be helpful, but these comments were incredibly unhelpful. I mean, some of these are like so obvious, I don't even have to read them because you're like, what parent would actually say that? But some of these, it's like, well, I can see how this parent thought that they were being helpful, but it wasn't. So I'm gonna read you some of these, okay? Now, don't beat yourself up if you've said some of these things. I'm just, again, I'm just reading to you what the audience that I pulled said was not helpful to them as a child and it stuck with them. Suck it in, it helps your muscles to keep them engaged. Yeah, see, kids read between the lines. Asking questions like, are you sure you want to eat that? It's so late. Like, you know, again, kids are smart. They're like, yeah, this isn't about it being late. Oh, don't worry, you're just big boned. I'm not sure if that's flattering on your body type. Wow. Oh, this is just a phase. Don't worry. You will grow out of this chubby stage. Ugh. Hey, why don't you go for a bike ride with me or go for a run with me? Dang. See, I mean, a lot of people said that, that it felt like mom or dad were trying to get them to lose weight. But I think for that one in particular, if that's something you're always doing with your kids, then it doesn't feel suddenly out of the blue it doesn't feel abnormal and I'm just reading into that one that would just be my thought because you know I was always asking my kids to go on bike rides with me but I think if you did it suddenly yeah a kid might realize like oh why do you want to go for a bike ride with me now Mm, a lot of a lot of people said that when their parents commented that they looked great anytime they lost a little bit of weight eek you're not fat, you're just fluffy, like lots of these kind of like supposedly endearing terms. Again, we're just, you know, these are parents who are probably meaning well, but they're making comments about their kids' bodies. And a lot of people who were thin as children said that everybody would comment about their physique, like, oh, you better eat a hamburger or you're going to blow away. One gentleman said that his dad constantly made references to the fact that he was didn't even weigh a hundred pounds soaking wet because his brothers had you know bigger physiques, and he just couldn't put on the weight, couldn't put on muscle. So he always felt like there was something wrong with him, and he said, like, to this day, I have body dysmorphia." And trust me, I mean, some of the comments that people sent to me, I'm not even going to read them because they're so ridiculous. They're so cruel. They're so mean. They're so obvious. Like who in their right mind would say this to a child? I'm not even reading you those. I'm trying to read the ones that you would – you could almost see how a parent thought that they were being helpful. But these comments, even if they were kind of disguised as health, like this is the healthy cereal and this is the unhealthy cereal – Quite a few people commented that they remember their mom saying, make good food choices, don't make bad food choices, or like they would go to a friend's house and they would say like, oh, but they mainly eat bad food, like, or fast food restaurant is bad food. So they were kind of getting this message that food had a morality to it, like, so if I eat bad food, then I'm being bad. Yeah, so again, I tried to share with you the comments that we might assume are helpful, but kids read between the lines. And these comments really aren't helpful. So again, how can I be helpful to you? I'm not the expert. I wanted to share with you the things that people who've been through this said were helpful. But at the end of the day, it's about us role modeling a healthy lifestyle. And if you suddenly spring that on your kids, it's going to feel like there's something wrong with them. So do yourself and your kid a favor And talk to an expert about this. There are so many psychologists and psychiatrists who this is what they specifically, this is what they focus on. This is their area of expertise. Talk to a psychologist, a marriage and family therapist who specifically works with populations that struggle with food and weight. And a lot of times this is a family dynamic. Listen, listen, moms and dads, none of us are going to get this right. I mean, none of us are perfect. And we all make mistakes as parents, we do. We have to own them and apologize and not beat ourselves up, right? Because you can only do as well as the tools that you have or had to do. Change starts with self-awareness, right? And, and so I'm hoping that these episodes, these last two episodes, they don't make you feel bad, but they do help you to be aware, self-aware. And listen, even if your kids are out of the house, I mean, I, I'm still getting messages right now. I just looked on Instagram. I, I'm still getting messages from women who are in their 40s and 50s. And they're like, my mom is in her 70s and 80s. And the first thing she does is still make comments to me about my weight. Or she looks me up and down in such a way that I just, I forever feel judged. So there's always, no matter what stage you are, if your kids are still alive or your mom is still alive, like, first of all, boundaries are your right, number one. And number two, it's our obligation to try to be better, more evolved humans for the people that we love. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you're not... Being too hard on yourself. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Like, this has sparked some really interesting debates and conversations and memories and like all the things inside the Pod Squad, inside our Patreon app. So, wherever you like to be a part of that conversation, please join us. Links to all of those things will be in our show notes. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're. Actually, someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave a five star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. And If you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes and this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the shaleen show it's all personal stuff there's like no like personal development it's just real raw what's going on in our lives stuff we can't talk about on the show however if you are easily offended patreon is not for you that's not the place to be all right you can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash the shaleen show Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com.